Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Well, this sucks. been up to Canada? Um, I have for work, uh, but I've I've never hunted or anything like that, but I'd love to sometime. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm in British Columbia. Yeah, there's it's uh it's a pretty neat place. Lots of opportunity, a lot of over the counter stuff where we're pretty blessed. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. I see that yeah. freaking goat behind you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that up in uh I actually got that one in uh in the winter time it was in february cool. so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself uh you know kind of you're a family man i know that i obviously i know a little bit about you um yeah uh just because you know i follow you on instagram and uh but uh maybe just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself yeah so um you know as said originally from deep south down in florida i uh, grew up uh, there most of my life started uh uh, you know, hunting, I don't know, it's probably eight with my dad. So, uh, he would, uh, drag me around the woods and I think I did my hunter safety course. I think I just learned cursive and somewhere I have the original card and it's, it's hilarious to see that like I could barely write, but then here I am, you know, ready to go out in the woods and make something happen. So, uh, started really, really young. Um, you know, I'd say, uh, archery was around the same time. Um, if not even before that, and you know i kind of you know picked up a an old bare fiberglass bow my dad had in the in the garage with some old cedar arrows and i think he made a target out of a cardboard box and just let me have at it in the backyard and um that was you know probably love at first draw and shoot <laughs> um yeah. and uh yeah so archery i think has always been a big love of mine um you know, we, we, you know, originally got started duck hunting and doing some waterfowl and kind of small game, but, um, you know, my goal was always to be able to 
pull enough, you know, weight on a, on a bow to go, you know, be able to take a deer or some other big game. And that was, that was always, you know, kind of a big goal. So, um, you know, archery has always been part of my life. I would say, um, during high school, middle school, high school, my parents would drop me off up at a local, uh, archery range and I would hang out at their shop and I learned how to, you know, tie in peep sites. And back then there really wasn't people using D loops. They were, you know, it was kind of brass knocks on really long axle to axle bows. So you didn't need to D loop, um, you know, and, and just kind of hanging out and, you know, learning from them and stuff like that. And, um, you know, hunted obviously through high school and, um, a little bit into college had to take a hiatus when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, for a bit. And, uh, you know, obviously when I got back, fell back in love with it and, um, been history from there. Yeah, man, that's, that's, uh, that's quite the journey. Um, uh, one thing about, well, up here, especially, I mean, we don't have nearly the, the, the hunting population. We, we don't have the, the hunting population or the population in general that you guys have down there. And I think in California, there's more people in California than there is in our entire country. So, um, you don't, you don't get a lot of the, the bow hunters get like guys getting into archery that young. Right. So like, it's been present your whole life. I mean, like myself, I started shooting, I had an older cousin who was my mentor. And, uh, I mean, obviously you do archery in school, longbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never got into it till I was, uh, an adult. Um, but you know, the same thing just fell right in love with it and just became obsessed with it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's something else to be able to take an animal with your bow. I could t- say it over and over again. I mean, you know, it's nice to take an animal in general, um, to be able to, you know, work hard and, and put food on the table and provide for your family. But when you can do it with a bow, man, it sure is special. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a, a doe or, you know, a, you know, legal buck, wherever that is. I think, you know, a trophy is all relative to wherever you are and to be able yeah. to do it with a, a bow uh, compound or, you know, tr- uh, traditional bow is just uh, a huge feat for anybody should be. Proud yeah. Of, you know? Yeah, man. Do you shoot both? Um, a little bit. I mean, um, you know, I, I'm mainly a compound shooter, but I've probably, I'm going to count them. I think I have like five recurves and one self bow actually I made with, uh, Clay Hayes. Um, he's from my area of Florida. I don't know if you've looked at him, but he's big trad shooter and, you know, self bow, uh, guy, uh, he's, uh, he's got a big channel on YouTube. So, he uh, helped me make my first self bow out of a, a stave of uh, Osage wood. So, oh yeah, cool, cool. But yeah, yeah, I spend most of my time compound. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have a, I've got one, and I just man, I just I can't get into it. I've shot it I, every year. I pick it up and I do a couple shots, and I just put it back on the shelf. I'm like, no, I'll just stick to my compound. It's, yeah, uh, it's a whole nother. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's just a whole nother whole nother league man it's, it's something else it's uh I, I feel like it's i mean i know there is there is guys that do like i know steiner and he does both like he can switch back and forth and do both but um there's very few guys i think that can do that and yeah i think the, the key for me at least you know my hesitation with it is you know i want to be able to make a very confident ethical clean <laughs> yeah. kill yeah and um you know i think to do that with a traditional setup I mean, it takes an immense amount of practice and dedication to, to the sport. Um, 
yeah to get it right and uh i'm just not there yet <clears throat> yeah yeah and i and the, i find for myself like i just love shooting my bow like i love it i shoot it every day you know 100 200 arrows a day and i just find like if i'm doing something else it's gonna distract me or take me away from something that i just love to do so much yeah so yeah like i said so you got uh you got kids yeah i've got a uh she well she's about to be 16 uh and uh a week and then i've got a uh a boy who's going to be 10 in two weeks so they're february babies there's uh, a clear uh, rut season in the homes household uh <laughs> So yeah, they're a week apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on, man. Sixteen years old—that's that's gonna be interesting. I got three myself. My my oldest son, he turned—he uh, just turned eleven. His last year was his first year hunting, and uh, nice. man, it sure was a fun year taking him out. Uh, like all my kids, they've been they've been very active in in the outdoors. I started taking them out. I remember my daughter was man; she had to be about six weeks old and i had her in a back stuffed in a backpack hauling her up the mountainside so um that's awesome yeah but my son yeah he was able to we got got him out this year and he got us started off in the spring with a turkey and then he got a fall bear and a and a nice uh two-point meal deer so he was pretty stoked about it that's a heck of a year that's a heck of a start Good yeah man yeah yeah so um cool. yeah it's funny he, he teases his uncles because uh they didn't they didn't have as much luck as him but uh <laughs> yeah, he he gets to rub it in already. So we'll he must see. have had a good guide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what uh, that's what I keep telling him. I said, well, you know, your sister's turns ten next year, buddy. So uh, you know, a lot of this you're gonna have to do on your own. But I mean, he's been he's pretty good. He's been coming out with me since he was four. But man, it sure is fun getting out with the youngsters. And uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, that's that's pretty much what it's all about. But one of his yeah. goals this year is to take uh, is to shoot some birds like grouse. Mm -hmm. with, his, with his bow so uh he's been oh, practicing wow. every day for that so yeah it's gonna be be a fun journey yeah that's super cool yeah my little one uh he is obsessed with hunting yeah obsessed and uh reminds me you know me at that age yeah, asking my yeah. dad a thousand questions and i have to like remember like all right just you know answer the questions yeah. and you know you know uh entertain it um but uh i was always thinking like i asked my dad actually the other day i was like did i ask that many questions he was like oh my god did you <laughs> yeah 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 so. yeah no it's it's funny and like I, I we were talking about this i think a, a couple of shows ago and um it's just the process like you got to explain like like it's constantly like, hey you got to pick up your feet. You're dragging your feet too much. Don't yep. step there. Don't step here. Like, don't, no, don't sit there. No, we got to watch the wind. Like you got to explain everything to him. But it, oh, yeah. yeah, it, uh, it sure is fun. But uh, yeah, I, my dad, uh, like we started going hunting with my dad. I think we were around eight or nine years old, but see up here, they were just moose hunters. That's all they hunted was moose, nothing else but okay. moose. And they were truck hunters. So, right. wow. Yeah. But I mean, like, they'd go out like i remember being like eight nine years old going out with my my dad and my uncles and there'd be five of them they go they'd take a week off work drag us kids up there with them they'd all shoot a moose within the first day or two and then they just sit around the campfire and drink beer for the next five days <laughs> <laughs> so um but when i moved down that was in the northern part of the province and then when i moved down to the southern part where there's you know there's a lot uh 
there's a lot uh, more like there's a lot more road access and stuff like that you get into mm-hmm. you, ha- you actually have to get into the backpack stuff and so that's when I started doing it when I moved down here so but yeah it's uh same as you it's just been quite the journey so man that's fun so how long did you serve in the, with the marine corps uh yes i was in i guess it was a total of 6 years i did a little bit of like reserve time the last couple of years and uh yeah i got out uh, i think it was 2000 seven i think if i remember correctly oh yeah so was that something you always had uh is it ingrained in your family to serve in the military uh i really don't come from too heavy of a military family i had a a grandfather that was in the navy um i was you know when i got out of or when i was in high school i kind of didn't 100 percent know what i wanted to do um you know i had a buddy that was joining and you know, I guess some people, you know, might, you know, take a year and go travel around and backpack. Well, I went into the Marine Corps, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, help pay for college was, you know, obviously part of it. And then obviously uh, around that time was, uh, you know, I think September 11th happened. I went to boot camp um, October 7th or something like that. So it was a big patriotic time, I think, in the country. Um, you know, so it, it was a little bit of a calling. Uh, yeah. A bit. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's something I uh, I sure have a lot of respect for you guys that uh, that that served their country. Uh, up here, obviously, our military is a lot different than yours, Mars. Uh, we don't have nearly the military you guys do, but man, I sure uh, respect and for yep. you guys that served. Right on. And you're also an avid photographer. I am. Uh, photography has always been something I've, you know, really, really enjoyed. Um, are you a self, but, are you one of those self-taught guys? Uh, mostly. So when yeah. I was really young, um, I, my stepfather, he was an art teacher uh, at a high school and he had like a photography club. So I always saw him running around with his camera and taking cool shots. And I always thought like, wow, that's like, how can he capture that image on something in that, you know, out of film and whatever. So he, uh, he kind of showed me the basics. Him and my mom bought me a, you know, real basic 35 millimeter. I mean, like when you had to develop film, right. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Uh, Camera. And um, I went to a couple of his, his, uh, you know, photo club classes, um, you know, after school was over and he'd bring me in. So, you know, I'm a, you know, 10 or 12 year old kid hanging out with a bunch of high schoolers. So I thought I was pretty cool doing that. And uh, (laughs) we developed film and, and, um, you know, I I learned a little bit of there. So the basics were there. Um, You know, aside from that, we didn't have a lot of money, I couldn't, you know, afford, you know, nice camera, camera Mm -hmm. equipment, things went digital. And uh, it really became, you know, kind of out of touch. I mean, like I was running around with disposable camera, like through the Marine Corps and even through my hunting days, I was, you know, I've got actual physical pictures. (laughs) I miss those days. And that's all you had. Like that's all your choices were used to go to the store and you'd buy one and you tear the package open. You take a picture. Like I miss those. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, you know, you'd find a disposable camera in your drawer or in your room or something. You're like, huh. And you know, it's got a couple pictures left. You go develop it. And it's funny just to like, see the surprise of of what you took. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, when, when iPhones came out, that's kind of when I got back into it, um, you know, with, with the camera running around doing, doing that. And, um, 
you know, not too long after that, got, you know, a uh, nicer, you know, um, digital camera and then, you know, mirrorless and all that. And it's kind of just grown from there. And I think Instagram, I, you know, I had Instagram before just to look at pictures. I mean, it had nothing to do with hunting or anything like that. And, um, you know, really didn't think about, you know, putting the two together, um, for, for, you know, a while. And then when I put that together, it's just, you know, two things I feel so passionate about and I really love to do. So it's a great platform, I think, for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how far cell phones have come. Like, and yeah. it seems like just every year, like that's the selling features. They just want to, like each company doesn't matter if it's iPhone, Android, they're just like increasing the, the capabilities mm -hmm. of the camera. I just, I started taking an online course to try to be better at a camera because I'm, I'm terrible with cameras. Um, so I just started learning about like ISO and shutter speed and, and yep. all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I had to, it's just one of those online courses. I watched the first day and I felt like my brain was going to melt. I didn't absorb any of it. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah. But it's good well, to know. I mean, it's, uh, especially like you said for Instagram and just like the way the way things, everything is, are turning. And like, I have just, I've just been using my phone and but mm -hmm. it uh it's definitely helpful but when I mean, you can take those oh, yeah. nice pictures i i think the one thing i lack is the creative eye like i don't think like i see you guys and you guys like make you have something that's simple but you make it look amazing by like just the angle, angle right yeah and like i don't have that like i i've come to realize i'm like no i like i just take a picture square on it i look at it i'm like <laughs> well why didn't like the light's good and you change everything now like i can understand the iso and like to get the light and everything but yeah, it's still dull. So I gotta have to work on that for sure. It'll it'll come. I mean, you've got, you know, the like the exposure triangles, what you're talking about, yeah. right? So yeah. that's you know, the technical side of how to operate your camera. And then there's composition, um, you know, rule of thirds and mm. you know, different interesting angles, and you know, you can play with lighting even in in the composition itself. But um, some of that stuff just kind of comes with time. I mean, when I go even look back at stuff I took a year ago, I'm like, ugh, that was, that was junk, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the barrier to entry with photography and even Instagram with how nice, like an I, the iPhone sevens now, the cameras on them are freaking amazing. Um, right. you know, so I, I get a lot of, uh, DMs and things like that on Instagram about, you know, what do you recommend for a first camera? And when I ask budget and they give me most of the time, the budget's not, you know, where, you know, where you would, you know, want to go get like a professional grade camera. And I'm like, honestly, like go get the new iPhone seven. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it can take, uh, you, you can put it in different settings and shoot raw images on it, in it. Um, megapixel count is higher than a lot of mirrorless cameras you can buy. I mean, it, it's just, absolutely amazing what they pack in those things yeah did, have you, did you see that commercial they did it was all done with just an iphone it's absolutely yeah. amazing like i was it looks like a professional like camera crew like you'd have like what you'd normally see in a movie set but they did it all with an iphone it looks absolutely amazing yeah well I, I, i've still got a lot of photos if i'm out in the woods hunting and i want to snap a shot uh you know there's a big chance that it's from my iphone and not my my actual big camera I brought with me. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you do a lot of, uh, like when you're hunting, do you do a lot of, um, filming and, and photography and stuff? Um, my camera's always with me. Oh, um, yeah. 
you know, I've this year, I, you know, try to do a little bit of self-filming on a hunt and it's it hard. just, I, 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 I've not nailed that. Like, you oh, know, I've got to figure that out. Like maybe next Dude. year, but yeah, bow hunt so with a camera. I mean, and like, I know bow hunting wherever you're at is difficult and animals are finicky wherever you are, but like down here, our, our, our animals are so pressured They're And they're like a different, right. it's like a subspecies of whitetail. It's like a coastal white tail they don't get very big but they are extremely i mean they're cracked out they're so cracked out and uh <laughs> um you know they're they look up in trees for hunters you know oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not so so anyway um it's a little difficult but i always have my you know my camera with me um but if i'm up in the tree stand you know good chance that i'm taking a shot with my iphone um usually <clears throat> yeah yeah i try i try all the time like, and I just find, I just, uh, yeah, like I, I have good intentions. I'm like, before trips have started, be like, yeah, like I'm going to do better this, this trip. I'm going to take some more pictures. I'm going to take some video, even yeah. if it's just with my phone and then I'll get like a day or two in and I'm like, fuck the phone. Fuck. I just, <laughs> I just get, it's so hard, but like, yeah. yeah, man, I, I, uh, for the guys who can do it, man, like that, especially like, and you see guys like just doing like the self-filming solo hunts and man it's uh it takes so much especially with bow hunting yeah it's uh it's a whole nother level it's yeah. funny you say that you're mentioning the deer down there i never even thought about um them adapting to deer pressure i mean to sort of human pressure the deer adapting to human pressure yeah that's interesting yeah, yeah how many yeah, i mean i mean you guys hunted, have a lark go ahead sir uh i was just gonna say i've, I've hunted white tail and you know the midwest i've hunted them all over the southeast and I can, I can, I think personally, I think they're, you know, two different species almost. I mean, um, there's certainly there's subspecies of whitetails and things like that, but the behavior, um, you know, they're, they're pressured more. So they act, act different, but just naturally they act different. They're much more of a skittish, you know, finicky type of deer um, than what I'm used to hunting in the Midwest. And that goes for hunting Missouri, that goes for, uh, you know, Nebraska and, and, you know, some of the States in that area, um, you know, they're still difficult to hunt. I'm not discounting anything, but, uh, they do just act completely different. Again, some of it could be human intervention. Some of it could just be their natural behavior. I'm not really sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess, I mean, why wouldn't they evolve those tactics? You know what I mean? Like you're saying, they're looking up for a tree. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the deer we see, like the whitetails, especially like if you're in a tree, you're good. Like that's your, your saving grace. Um, but, uh, we just don't, I mean, you don't see that many, you know, we don't have a huge population of whitetail deer. We got a, a handful, but, um, yeah. obviously we don't have near the numbers that you guys have down there. How many deer are you guys allowed to take like whitetail a year? You can shoot a doe a day and the season <laughs> wow. starts from mid October and ends February 10th this year. And you can shoot a doe every day, every day. And then <laughs> you can shoot uh, three bucks uh, per year. Oh yeah. So, and they just started doing the three buck thing a few years back. I mean, before that it was, uh, you could pretty much shoot. Uh, and I think in Florida, actually, it was, you could shoot uh, a buck a day and a doe a day, like 
Wow. Just, I don't know if it's still like that in Florida, but very liberal, you know, limits. Yeah. Um, we have a huge population of whitetail. I mean, they have to estimate them, obviously, um, but they're in the millions for the state of Alabama. No shit. Holy. Three to five million, if I remember the last number Oof. I saw. Yeah. Wow. So do they have besides like, is there a lot of natural predators for them down there? No, that's kind of, you know, yeah. some of the issue is, um, you know, there's, uh, I mean, there's, there's coyotes, but you know, some yeah. of the deer really don't care about the coyotes. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they'll, they'll, you know, get a fawn or something mm -hmm. like that, yeah. but, um, you know, we don't really have wolves. Um, yeah, there's some reporting of some, you know, cougars or panthers or whatever but i mean i've never seen one yeah yeah um, yeah so yeah yeah well that's a lot of deer but i guess yeah and i guess they do the doe a day just to control because i can imagine if it was a buck a day everybody would be out shooting just yeah. shooting the bucks and leaving the doe and then that doesn't leave to to very sustainable population control and then you end up with too many deer and you end up with a disease that beyond mm -hmm. cwd or something new yeah. Well, and you know, I've already seen at least the population that we hunt, you know, this year I've, I've, I saw more fawns, like, you know, twins and triplets than I ever have, you know, ever. Really? And, uh, which, you know, shows that, you know, we, we are able to, um, you know, the population I think is kind of getting right. And I think, you know, mm -hmm. the resources, food resources are good at, I think also you could, you could clearly say there's the coyote issues, probably not much of an issue. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah I don't, so I, I see it positively. Are, yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I always see like, I see deer shoot, shooting off coyotes all the time. And I think it's just the young fawns that they, uh, right. They managed to come up to, to right. get a hold of them. It's more the wolves, the cougars, the bears. I mean, up here, obviously wolves are, Wolves are a big issue up here right now. Um, I mean, we have a lot of cougars, but uh, yeah, the cougars, they just, uh, I mean, they take, they take whatever they want pretty much. They're pretty effective killers, but the wolves, yeah, the wolves will do devastation on like the elk and the, and the deer. Yeah, but We don't have a huge I'm... population of, of whitetail, but man, that's interesting. It'd be fun to go down there. And hey, you can come down days. anytime you want. Yeah. You, so uh... like, can guys, so like out of, like for me being up in canada I, I could just come down there and hunt yeah don't you, need a guide just, or nothing you no, you go to walmart and buy a tag or you go <laughs> no online shit. and buy a tag. i mean it, like it, I, and i say tag it's just a license um wow so you, that's crazy yeah 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 it's not like that up here like for you guys to come up here you have to be with a certified guide right um and i think it's it was set like that just because before before that was in place, there was so many guys coming from other places all over the world. And like, cause BC's got such exotic animals that you can just buy, you know, you can go down, I can go down and just get a sheep tag, wow. and, you know, an elk tag, a goat tag, a moose tag. I could just buy all that right over the counter. And like, pretty much you can go to one region and you can hunt all of them. Wow. So I think they put that in there to stop a lot of guys just, you know, a lot of non-residents right. from just coming in and just doing that. Um, so yeah. Well, you know, Alabama and some of the Southern states are, you know, pretty similar. I think when you start getting in the Midwest and West, it's, you know, every state has their own point system or draw yeah, yeah. rules and it gets really, really complicated. Um, of course, you know, it doesn't stop me. I'd always put in for some points and yeah. you know, this yeah. year, our uh, 22 hunt Colorado for elk and 
yeah. antelope in South Dakota. So <clears throat> I still try to get out where I can. Yeah, no doubt. The antelope hunting, man, it sure is fun. Gosh, I, uh, I don't know what it is, but you know, so I, I got skunked this year. Um, but I am obsessed with trying to get one of those little things. I mean, <laughs> you know, super cool looking, they're good eating, uh, yeah. really good eating. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to connect with, uh, with one this year. Yeah, man, they're, they're, a, they are a riot. They, we don't have them in BC, but Alberta, which is next to us, they have them there. My brother happens to live out there. So, um, it's the same kind of in Alberta, like in BC, we work off a lottery system similar to like Alaska, mm-hmm. uh, in Alberta, they work off the point system similar to you, a lot of the States down where you guys are. So you, right. I got to constantly put in points, but I, I had enough points when I got picked in 2020 and, uh, we went bow hunting them like just pure frustration, but like the amount, like, it's funny. Cause like you blow a stock and like here, like if you're hunting mule deer or elk, like you blow a stock and that could be your trip, right? That could be your whole hunt. Yep hunting those friggin' antelope like you could blow a stock and then like 15 minutes you're on another group and you're like oh let's do it again and it's just like oh, yeah. non-stop entertainment all day man it's sure it's fun but yeah the eating too and it's funny because like i remember before i went on that hunt and people were like yeah the antelope they're not very good and i had one i couldn't believe how good it was yeah Jeez. i mean that's that's what people tell me they're like you're gonna go out all the way out there for an antelope they taste like crap whatever and, um, you know, I've, I've had some and I, you know, I don't know if certain antelope for different regions taste different than others. You know, I've heard if they get into too much sage, they get a little sagey and, and all that. But what I had was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And they're such a neat looking, such a oh, neat so looking cool. animal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, to, you know, in my opinion, in the U S it's probably the most exotic kind of, you know, critter we have, yeah. uh, comparatively so. Yeah, that's cool. So Colorado, that'd be uh that'd be a neat place to hunt. You said you're going yeah. there for elk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh buddy of mine, we've been talking about it and planning on it. And I was, you know, I kind of lit the fire under him. And he yeah. uh he's one of those like cruise director type of guys. Like uh, you know, he'll plan yeah, yeah. everything. I mean, he's the he's the best guy to have in your yeah. tutor for stuff like that. Yeah. And uh he got us um we're on a you know private a uh, piece of land, um, you know, and it was over the counter tag. So it wasn't like a huge, like, you know, trophy unit or anything uh-huh. like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I connected, you know, day one with a five by six, uh, nice. you know, I, I don't even want to score him cause I don't want to ruin any inches or anything, yeah, but to yeah. me, he's the most badass thing I've ever taken. So I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, no, that's so cool. That's funny that you mentioned that it's, I, I'm always curious to score some of the, some of the big game you get. And like, uh, I got an elk this year and it was, it was, you know, a big elk, um, super lucky, like just happened to be the right time, the right place that day. Um, yeah. and I didn't want to score them. And my brother was like, Oh, you got to score You got to score. And I was like, no, I have a, I have it, a vision in my head of where that elk is. And like, to me, like, even if that elk isn't that big to me, it's that big. Like, that's my, hundred percent that's my l like that's my 400 inch bull right and a hundred hundred percent yeah and so he was bugging me bugging me so we're sitting around we're sitting around in my backyard one day and we started having some beer and he kept bugging me all day and then we had a few more beer and then a few more beer and then finally like by the end of the night the tape measures out right we got the tape out and we're downstairs we're printing up the scorecards <laughs> and i and we scored it and i was just like i was like fuck like it didn't reach that number 
but to me right. it already was at that number you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, to yeah. me it was already it was already like that was my bowl and yeah it didn't it didn't reach that number and i i was just like ah oh, i knew i shouldn't have did that because even today <laughs> i was like ah oh, i wish i i wish i never scored it because to me that was my 400 inch bowl yeah but no, it, it, it didn't make four tail. yeah yeah it didn't make 400 but like i said i wish but uh, that's funny you mentioned that yeah yeah so do you get a new bow every year do you go with a new bow setup um good question so um kind of depends i mean some years i get multiple bows <laughs> right, yeah <laughs> but yeah. uh um yeah i would I typically look at a new bow every year. This year, I haven't seen anything that I'll probably switch out. My la the last bow that that I took on was a PSE Omen, and um, it has been one of my favorite bows. So, yeah, um, you know, and I've shot Matthews. I, I shot Hoyt for probably twenty years uh, or close to twenty years, I would say. Um, you know, and shot Matthews for a couple of years, uh, and, in this PSC I picked up, um, probably the first PSC I've, sh I've shot in 25 years. Um, yeah. and, uh, I was really, really amazed and impressed with it. So, um, right now, you know, yeah, sure. There's always a, a bow I have my eye on, but, uh, but I'm really happy with, with my setup now. Yeah. That's how I actually, uh, I found you and started following you was, um same thing like i shot i've shot hoyt for more than any other bow shot them for years but i mean like i've shot the bears i've shot primes yeah. matthews i shot last year um and then i seen you did uh you're on youtube and you're putting your your omen together yeah because that's the same bow i went with that bow this year um yeah. and i was kind of was you know it's funny because i had the rx7 um and i shot it a bit and i just i didn't like it I don't know. I like, really? I, okay. yeah. And I, I don't know what it was, but I just, I just didn't like it. I was shooting that Matthews last year. I got used to that nice mm -hmm. bow, the, the V3X and really liked that one. Um, but I didn't love it. I didn't love the, like, I didn't love the aluminum riser on it just be, yeah. mostly because like from October, end of October, like November, when you're hunting mule deer, you can still, you know, we have an open moose moose tag then and then like whitetail goes till you know into december and i don't like wearing gloves i find that riser gets so cold yeah oh like, yeah gripping it and stuff so um i prefer the carbon so i went with that like got the rx7 didn't like it and then i went then i started searching around and you know uh we've had greg pool on a, a lot of times and he's always saying you got to get a pc you got to get a pc you got to get a pc so i started looking around and yeah and that's when i, I found your video but um yeah that psc omen it i was kind of skeptical about just because it, it's a speed bow yeah me too um and you know like just with broad like fixed blade broadheads and and just that high speed um yep yeah it just uh that was the only thing that concerned me was was the speed but so far it's been uh it's been great been really nice yeah really yeah nice it's it, to me it's broken a lot of paradigms that i you know kind of had in my head with you know, brace height had me a little nervous. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's well below six inches. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's spitting out, like you said, pretty hard speeds. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, I, I rolled the, rolled the dice on it after talking to a couple, couple guys that, that, um, have shot them. And, uh, that's the bow that I've killed most of it. I killed my bull with it with, uh, iron will fixed blade. Yeah. Um, at, 
a little over 45 yards. I mean, I, I don't know. And I think there's some bows you just get along with, like you mm-hmm. said, like the RX seven, for whatever reason, it, you just didn't get yeah. along with it. And to yeah. me, that's, uh, that's kind of been, you know, Matthews, like I can shoot any bow well, if I shoot it enough, mm-hmm. but there's some bows that like, I, I don't have to shoot it for a while. I just pick it up and I'm, you know, driving tax with it. And that yeah. to me, that that's how that omen is, is I'm extremely accurate with it. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so it, 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 it's made me really think differently about certain bows. Uh, you know, I think I'm willing to, you know, take a little bit more risk on, you know, certain specs that I had in my head that, you know, were not forgiving or whatever else. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things too, like the low, bra- the, the low brace height on that. Um, it, I put, uh, the Hemsky rest on there yep. and do, are you running the Hemsky on there too? Yeah. I've got the Epsilon. The Epsilon. Yeah. I, I was running that for a bit. Then, then I, I, I put the, uh, prophecy on for me. I just yeah. put it on. I try, I'm going to try that. Um, the one thing I didn't like, I'm running the, the longer veins. I got four of the, um, the hybrid 26 veins on there. Yeah. And they just, they sit in the, uh, they sit inside, uh, they sit, actually sit on the rest and right. I don't like it. It just moves around funny and it was just, it was bugging me. So I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. So I went, I went with that rest, but, um, yeah, what a great bow. Love it. Um, what, what kind of arrows, like what kind of weights you run on your arrows? So man, I played around with so many different arrows and, um, traditionally I was a, Easton shooter shot axis for a long uh-huh. time. And, um, but I was looking for something, you know, not to get on FOC or anything like that. Cause I'm, I, I'm really not a big, you know, yeah. proponent of going extreme or crazy, yeah, yeah. but I wanted to have a little bit more and experiment with it. So I'm a big tester with a lot of my gear. And, um, you know, so I looked for an, a shaft that had a lower GPI and, uh, played around with the victory rip TKOs. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So the, the, uh, elite, like their straightest yeah. one. Yeah. I'm shooting the exact same arrow. Yeah. That's funny. And, uh, man, I, um, uh, I was able to get, you know, right to my, my ideal weight. So my, my weight, I'm, I'm around 450 to 475 yeah. at my yeah. draw length and, and weight that I'm shooting. Um, usually it puts me so on a Matthews that's putting me, um, so on the V3X, my speeds were like mid two eighties. Mm-hmm. um on the omen i'm like mid 290s so actually yeah. i backed off the omen weight which is another cool thing is i you know drop my uh my poundage a little bit on that bow yeah um and i'm still getting more speed out of it than uh than the matthews so, so yeah i'm shooting the uh rip tko 300 spine uh with a 50 grain uh brass um mm-hmm. you know yeah, eastern one, brass yeah. hit insert yeah. Um, and then, um, uh, for most of the season, I shot a hundred grain iron will, um, single bevel, uh, and then I'll run a titanium collar on the end of it. Oh yeah. Uh, the iron will titanium collar and then veins. I tested a bunch of veins last year. Um, and, uh, I, I, I did, uh, AEE, uh, I think Max Stealth uh, did the Hunter, did the Blazers, uh, and then um, I tried a few different variations of the TAC uh, driver vein, mm-hmm. and um, that's what I I fell in love with the TAC drivers. So 
been running the uh, 2.75 inch yeah. um, and a four fletch and uh, had some, you know, really, really good success with that vein. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was one of the things with that Hemsky was I, I had those, I had four of the AAE uh, hybrids on there, um, which I love. I love four veins. Like I, I, uh, I just love them. I mean, don't yep. get me wrong. Like a, a good old traditional three blame blazer is not going to do anyone any wrong if they're running that. Like that's, that's right. That's go to. Um, but I, I just, for myself, I just love, I love the four veins. Um, but it, it just didn't sit, sit in there. Right. So then I, I fletched a couple arrows with, um, the three blazer veins, but I just, I found it cause I put, I was, I was shooting a hundred, um, I'm shooting those wasp sharpshooter broadheads. Mm -hmm. Yep, and I just felt like I wasn't getting the steering I wanted out of three veins, right? So I went back. Um, that's why I switched my rest so I could get the the hybrids on there. But the tacks, I know, uh, I haven't tried those tacks. Um, I think you and I were talking about that before. Yeah, about the tacks. Um, they're good. Eh? Um, from what I was like, are they stiffer than the? Yeah. Um, usually I have one sitting on my desk, but um, yeah, it's. You know, you pick up an AAE and it's definitely a more pliable type of rubbery feel, yeah. whereas a, a tack is almost a harder plastic, very yeah, stiff yeah. vein, um, which to me, it makes it quiet. Um, so it's a very, very quiet vein. Um, you know, if you shoot through paper, it's very, you can see exactly what your, what your air is doing, obviously, because it's stiff. So it's, it's super stiff, um, yeah, yeah. really durable. Like if you shoot them through a target, like they come back to life and look brand new, you know, a few minutes later. Now I will have to say, I just joined tax team, <laughs> uh, content team yeah. a couple of days ago. So right now I'm giving you bias uh, feedback, but <laughs> last year it was completely just me, you know, testing and, you know, playing with their stuff. Uh, yeah. A lot, so. Yeah. I find, do they get like, do you find they, do they get brittle at all when it gets cold? No, but I don't have the type of cold that, that, uh, you have. Yeah, um, right. so I have not had any extreme cold weather. I mean, it gets, oh wait, you're, are you Celsius? Yeah. I don't know, but, but I mean, we get close to zero Celsius. So, you know, 32 oh, okay. Fahrenheit, like lows. Um, yeah. but I've not really had any issues, uh, with, with that. Right. Yeah. That's one thing I found, um, uh what the heck were the name of it? i was using some veins i can't remember the name of them um but they were really stiff and i found when it gets down to like whitetail season which is minus 25 minus 30 art mm -hmm. which would be like around zero fahrenheit mm -hmm. um i found they got they got really stiff and brittle and actually they were the stiff veins they were they were just breaking in my uh they were breaking when i like i rub wow. against a tree or something or move them against my arm and they the veins actually were snapping um so that's oh, why wow. i was kind of out and they were really stiff but i mean i think those were just a cheaper vein i don't even remember the yeah. name of them there a while ago but uh i mean when it gets that cold it's it's uh it's hard on everything it's hard on your gear it's hard <laughs> on your body uh it's hard to sit yeah. there for you know that uh, whole day never mind uh never mind uh um, your gear but it's actually i was shooting the uh i was shooting those um grim reapers this fall when mm -hmm. I was whitetail hunting and it was so cold. Yeah. I, I hit a deer and the broadhead, the blades didn't open on the deer. Oh, they were wow. frozen. Yeah. They froze. They froze like froze solid. 
I found the arrow after it went through the deer and I could tell right away. Cause it like, you know, when it hits rib, when something hits rib cage, you can tell just the sound. Yeah. sounds like yeah, yeah. Tree. Loud. yeah. And so I picked my arrow up and then I was like, there was very little blood on it mm-hmm. at all. And it was just, the arrow was so cold, nothing <laughs> stuck to it. Like, it, but it was cold. It was like minus 38 Celsius. I think that oh, day. God. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Like, I, yeah, the, the broadhead, <laughs> I picked it up and I couldn't even, I couldn't even pull those blades out with my hand. That's how far. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't even have to think about that type of stuff. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we talked about it too, and we were like, man, like they fail, but it's hard in those temperatures. But I mean, that's why you just can't go wrong with a fixed blade. Cause you just never have that. You never yeah. have that, that, uh, that issue at all. Yeah. So, I, I, uh, I used to shoot uh, mechanical or expandables for many years. And then, um, you know, actually in my early days, I shot a, a nap thunderhead for forever on a mm. big, huge, you know, double X 75 or 78 Easton aluminum arrow, but, uh, then went to expandables and shot them for a while. And for this hunt in Colorado, our guide required a fixed head. So yeah. I was like, Oh shit. Uh, and you know, I did, I bought Grim Reaper, uh, I, I bought, um, some, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of, but Iron Will was one that was highly recommended and I'm like, all right, they're expensive. I hope this works. Yeah. And I was amazed how well they flew, but of course, a lot of a fixed head is your bow tune, right? You're not going to get around. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't matter what kind of head they, I think you can tune all of them for them to hit with your field point. It's your bow tune. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, it really changed my perspective on things and I shot them most of this year, had some friend, uh, a friend send me some sever mechanicals to try, right. Uh, sever broadheads. And, uh, I've killed, I think three deer. So this last buck I shot was, was, was that, and then uh, a couple of those before that, and they perform, you know, pretty well too, but yeah. 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 I, I haven't tried the iron wheels. I've been curious. I mean, I see a lot of guys using them lately. Um, but you know, yeah, I just, I haven't tried those, but I mean, the, those, the wasps, they worked when I was using mm-hmm. them and I'm just going to keep using them. So if it works, any broke, don't fix it. That's right, man. So you're set. Do you, so you do a lot of 3D stuff. We you do well, quite a bit. Uh, I used to. So I, I kind of got out and out of the the 3D stuff. Like where we're at, you know, there's uh, a foley. You know, the foley shoot that mm-hmm. happens down here. But other than that, like, um, you know, this year I made it a point, and you know, a couple guys that I'm friends with on on Instagram and stuff like that, uh, we're gonna go to do a. Uh, uh, tack, uh, in big sky this year. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully we can get some tickets and, and, and go out there. So, um, that will be actually my, my first 3d shoot and years. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, well, know, I mean, that, it's kind of the COVID too, kind of put a, uh, you know, it was kind of a buzzkill for all the 3d stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, around here there, you know, probably within an hour of my house, there's like really one true bow shop. (laughs) Um, and you know, usually bow shops will have like own some property or something and have a, you know, 3d shoot, you know, somewhere here, there. And, um, I don't know, it's just not as popular as it is. I think, you know, in out West and in the Midwest. 
yeah or yeah. at least in my area so yeah it's the same up here with uh with archery i mean our archery is not nearly as popular as the downs in the states i mean like it's gaining a lot of popularity just with like the youtube stuff and instagram and facebook and like there's all the stuff that you guys are putting out i mean and the thing about archery is it's i mean it's attractive do you know what i mean like there's nothing more romantic than going out and killing something with your bow um but unfortunately it takes a lot of discipline a lot of dedication a lot of hard work and you got to get over the fact that you're you're not going to kill nearly as many animals with your bow as you are with your rifle and i think that's a tough pill for most guys to swallow absolutely it that's really funny i was talking to a buddy of mine who um you know he's been hunting for the last five years and he's he started out dedicated bow hunter uh from the get-go and i'm like man that's you know my first you know few deer were the rifle when i was young and uh-huh. you know couldn't pull poundage obviously but you know there and i think some of social media kind of has um the net you know the negative side of it is there's like a lot of pressure for everybody to look cool and shoot big stuff and, and everything else and that's kind of killed like the learning curve a little bit um you know like to me the hunter's journey is when you you know you're, you're first a beginner and with bow hunting you're just trying to shoot a target at 20 yards and hit a consistent spot right mm-hmm. and then then you have to go through what i call is like a killer stage where you kill what what's legal and what you can mm-hmm. and that's a freaking trophy and you should be really proud of that yeah like absolutely. extremely post your doe you know or your uh-huh. you know little two or four pointer post it like be yeah. happy with it celebrate it and i think that uh you know some of that has unfortunately died and there's a lot of these people that you know feel pressure to be go automatically to a trophy trophy hunter <clears throat> and to me bow hunting is you know a relative trophy but you have to be willing to make mistakes and spook deer and and whatever else and then on top of that past deer like no when you're starting out kill what you want or even now i mean kill what you want yeah yeah i I couldn't agree with you more it's uh it's definitely gotten though it's definitely gotten glossed over um just with social media that aspect of it and bow hunting is not easy man and like um i remember i i was i'd bow hunt like we have we have we don't have a lot of bow like strictly bow hunting seasons here a lot of our our rifle seasons are pretty liberal um so like i'd bow hunt at the beginning you know when, it, when you could only bow hunt and there was no rifle wasn't open. So I'd, I'd do it then. And then, but I'd pick up a rifle and then I started doing it. Like start, you start killing a few animals. So you, then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to kill one with a bow. Right. And then, so you bring a, you bring your bow, but you bring your rifle too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then you, three days, you know, three days into a five day hunt, your, your bow gets put, your bow gets left at the truck or at your camp yeah. and the rifle's coming out. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was in, it was a few years ago. I think it was, this would be the fourth year now. Then I was like, you know what? I'm only going to use my bow. I'm not even going to sight on my rifle. I'm not even going to buy bullets. Like I'm just, it has to stay. I'm not going to clean it. It just has to stay in the gun cabinet. And that's it. And then I did it. And I remember, yeah, it was a, it was a hard year. I hunted a lot and I didn't get very much. Oh yeah. Uh, but it, it, it taught me so much just about myself and about hunting and just about the animals, like I, I, I went leaps and bounds. I found out in that first year, and it's funny you said like my first, my first buck I shot with a bow. He was uh he was four by two, so four like four on one side. He wasn't a big buck at all, but man, I was more happy. I don't ever remember being 
as elated with any animal I've ever shot as I was with that one. Oh, it's, as you said, I mean, it's, it is the, it's, it's the most romantic way to hunt. It it is, you know, back to some of our most primal instincts and goes back, you know, thousands and thousands of years. And to be able to, to do that with all the modern technology and convenience we have, I mean, there's, there's, as you said, there's just nothing better than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome. And yeah, I, I wish more guys would just, yeah. Accept the fact that, Hey, like, like you said, any animal you get with your bow is a trophy and it's a huge accomplishment. Massive. I totally agree. I mean, the, uh, um, you know, one, one guy I was talking to, he's like, yeah, I saw, you know, nice, you know, eight point. So that's, you know, four on each side down here. Yeah. Uh, nice eight point. You know, he wasn't, you know, didn't, you know, he's, you know, wasn't really mature, but like, what, you know, so I kind of passed on him and then the season's over. Right. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, dude. I know. Freaking like, let it rip, bud. Yeah. Let it rip. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, shoot a few of those. And then when you're not, re- when you, you know, when you look back and you don't feel regretful for passing that, then, then yeah, you've arrived and you can trophy hunt. But yeah. Um, you know, that's shit. I, I mean, we have, like I said, we have a pretty liberal season uh, here. So um, if there's something that I want to take, I'm going to take it now. And I've been, you know, hunting for, uh 30 plus years yeah oh yeah man i've i learned my lesson i think in 2020 uh, or 21 2021 yeah the fall of 2021 um hunting elk early september and to like a couple days before the season opened i seen a nice six by six bull elk nice um and i seen him twice and then so the season opened on the second day of the opening I had a six by five elk mm. at 50 yards broadside for like, I could have shot him four times oh. and I passed on him Ooh. and I never punched an elk tag that year. Right. And I like the whole fall, it was a tough pill to swallow. Like I was like, every time I'd open up the freezer and I didn't have an elk in there, I was like, never again, never again. <laughs> am I ever passing up on any elk? If it's legal, if it's got six and I got my bow in my hand, it's going down. I like, Oh yeah. I don't care. It's going down. Yeah. So, so the white tail, I would consider myself, you know, and I, well, I don't even say trophy, but mature, mature deer. Like I'm not going to shoot him a, a, a white tail unless yeah. it's, it's mature. Right. Mm-hmm. Elk though is brand new. So like I'm in killer stage for elk. Um, yeah. I mean, if it is a legal bull, day one i'm smoking it and you know like i might see something bigger you know later on you know in a hunt or something but i don't even care right now yeah yeah and And elk are i think are a little different too than deer you know what i mean like besides i mean obviously big mule deer uh, you know they're they're up there in that class but i mean well i mean i guess all big animals are but there's just something about boat elk and oh god i'm obsessed this 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 past september changed me and what I want to hunt, like, I think indefinitely, like we, you know, we hit it just right. Bulls were bugling their freaking heads off. And like, yeah. keep in mind, this is a Southern guy that doesn't yeah. get to do yeah. any of that. And like, I remember just hair standing up on my neck and like, I started to, you know, get the adrenaline rush again that I hadn't really had in a long time. And I mean, you know, chasing those things were just, uh, it's just special. There's just nothing like that where I'm from, at least. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, man. They're they're such a neat animal. They're just they're, they're just they're just amazing. Um, 
So when you're to your archery setup, so like, are you switching it? Do you do you switch it from like target archery to hunting, or, or are you running yeah, like the couple. same? You just put it on field tips. Yeah, I have a well. Have, um, so for tack, for example, I'm I'm already gonna I'm already thinking about changing a few things up. So you're shooting some pretty long ranges depending on the course you know you get on and all that. So you're looking at hundred plus yard shots yeah. and stuff. Um, which I'd never take, you know, I think in a hunting situation, you know, I might send one at 70 or 80, you know, if I felt really good, but, um, you know, so there I'm looking for a really flat shooting arrow mm -hmm. setup. So, uh, right now I'm looking at, uh, Easton Sonic 6.0s, um, pretty, pretty light arrow. I'll probably drop my poundage down a bit to be able to shoot a little, uh, uh, like a, a 340 spine instead of the 300 spine. So, yeah. you know, I want my arrow weight probably between, you know, 350 and 400 somewhere. Um, you know, and, uh, I'll probably change my vein setup. So I don't know if I'll run a four fletch on that. I'm probably going to run a little bit lower profile. I don't need a bunch of steering cause it's got mm -hmm. a field tip on it. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, really between, just dropping my poundage a bit in a different arrow setup. That's kind of all I'll do. I might change, uh, my, um, you know, site. I might go to like, you know, a single pin or something like that. Um, cause I can, I have the convenience of sitting there and dialing it in whatever yeah. I want to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What kind of site do you have on your bow now? So, um, right now I'm HHA. So <laughs> I also joined HHA, uh, <laughs> I think last week. Um, and, how are those uh, sites like i've tried a lot of sites and i I was looking at those and I, I mean up here we have to order everything like all the all the cool archery stuff in canada you have yeah. to order from the states yeah I'm so, sure. it, so whatever the list price is it basically costs double because by the time you convert it to canadian dollars and then you got to pay tax and then you got to pay duty and then you got to pay yeah. shipping and then you got to pay tax on the shipping Lord. so it's usually about double but not only that, it takes you about, it takes like two to three weeks to get here. Yeah. I go so, through customs and everything probably. Yeah. It's got, it sits in customs forever. And it's like, oh, it's so it's tough, yeah. man. You see all this cool stuff, but you're like, like if it, it was here, I probably would try everything. But luckily, I mean, luckily for my bank account, it, uh, it's, you know, you can't get a lot of stuff. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah it'll so add I, up. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I really liked the ultra view. So the UV three the xl version i like the bigger version I, I like to have a good site picture big site picture um so hha is letting me run uh a, a uv scope on their their frame oh yeah um so i'm kind of in between that and i mean to be honest though they're uh they sent me some some scopes uh, to run on their frames and I really like their, you know, every, everything I got, I was like really, really impressed. And I hadn't shot HHA stuff in years. Um, you know, I'd played around with spot hog and, uh, um, black gold and UV I shot dialed, um, last year for, for a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, really impressed with, with, uh, with, with their offerings. Nice. Nice. Yeah. There's, there's just so much good stuff out there and it just, it's like, it's like with the bows now i tell everybody with bows you're like what kind of bow should i get i'm like you know what you have to get a bow that fits you good because the, the technology has come so far i mean even in the last like three years the technology has come so far that like 
it's it's like do you, what do you like driving a gm a dodge or a ford right like yeah. you just like what you like and like it's it's mostly about the name on it and what fits you the best obviously but like yeah. i can't say there's one bow is better than another like for me i love that psc and it's for me it's uh right now it's it's uh it's really a really nice bow yeah i get a lot of bow questions and you know i shoot different companies i'm you know shoot for a company i shoot what i like and um, yeah you know i think bows are kind of that way um you know and there's not a bad bow i mean mm-hmm. bear compound makes a good bow elite yeah. makes a good bow prime makes a good bow uh, you know i i think you know in terms of performance and and technology you don't see a whole lot different i mean look, look at what matthews did it's a v3x with some integration on a stabilizer or, yeah. or uh, the phase four. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. this year, you know, you got some rubber in the limbs to make it quieter. So it's little incremental tweaks, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I, I think what you said, you have to find what fits you and what you like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's gotta be hard. I mean, like the, the engineering and the innovation on those bows, like it's hard to, it must be really hard to come out with a new bow every year and like just to be competitive and always try to stay that one step ahead and like that when matthews came out they came out the bridge lock system i think that was like because it seems like once they did that like everybody was shooting that that bow it seemed like like everybody seemed to love just love that bow i mean to be honest it was kind of like why it was one of the reasons i picked it up i was just so curious about that how that all worked and yeah, I like that. I mean, I still have a my my V3X29 over there. I've not gotten rid of that. Um, I shoot it pretty well. Um, it's a good little whitetail rig and things yeah. like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I kind of you know as much as I like new stuff every year and new bows every year and look forward to seeing what they drop. I really like what Hoyt did with, with like their RX seven series. Like yeah. they're like, you know what? We made a great bow last year. Yeah. Everybody and they just left it. liked it. Yeah. It's coming, it's going to stay this year. And, yeah, yeah. um, PSC kind of does that, you know, every couple of years you might get a new speed bow. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not reinventing the wheel every year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, it's gotta be tough. Uh, anyway, dude, I think, uh, you know, we've been chatting here for an hour or so. Uh, I like to keep them about an hour so my listeners, uh, they don't get too bored listening to me talk. Um, but hey, man, thanks for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, just quickly hit up, let everybody know where they can find and follow you and and uh, put your YouTube and all that all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Instagram's got all my, my day-to-day stuff, so you can find me on there, uh, s.g.homes. And then uh, my YouTube page is Archers Insight, and that is Archers, the letter N, site. Um, so there I, you know, do some reviews and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just weigh in. I'm trying to get better, being more consistent with it, but, uh, but it's uh, tough. It yeah, is it's tough. tough. It's tough to stay like even Instagram is just tough to, just tough to come up with stuff to post. So they don't feel like you're posting the same shit all the time. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so do you go by, do you go by Stuart or SG? Yeah. Stuart. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, man. Awesome. Thanks. Eh? It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Likewise. Take care. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning into the Focus Hunting Podcast, coming at you as part of the Waypoint Outdoors production. Pete and I wanted to thank all you guys, the listeners, for tuning into the over past 100 episodes of the show. This journey has been a lot of fun for both Pete and I, and we couldn't do it without your guys' support, so we really value that. And uh, you're going to notice a bunch of promo codes down in the show notes. Use them, save a bunch. Love you guys. Until the next time.